everybody, this is Danny, and you're listening to Imagine Me, the podcast that helps you show up as your best self. And today we have a special guest with us, a very special person who turned 12 yesterday. We have our little nugget, Jada. Hello. Hey, Jada. Hi. Welcome to Imagine Me. Do you want to tell the folks out there some, some things that you're into these days? Um... I play the clarinet. I like astronomy. That's, oh, I really like science. That's pretty much it. Yeah. I just really like science and music. Same. Same. And a little bit of literature. Literature. I, I like a lot of bit of literature. What's your favorite book? Um, I can't choose because my favorite, I have a favorite book series. Okay. Which one? Probably... Oh, is it one of your dystopian novels? No, it's actually uh, Wings of Fire. <gasps> okay. All right. There's like 14 of them. I think 15. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I got to get the business stuff out of the way, Jada. Okay. <laughs> so first, thank you everyone for your support lately um, in subscribing and leaving your reviews and checking in every week. We really appreciate that. Um, for those of you who are new to the Imagine Me family, I'm going to drop our social media handles. For Facebook, we are Imagine Me Worthy.422. On Insta, we are simply Imagine Me Worthy. On Twitter, we are Imagine Me at Finklia. Dot Danielle, um, and my webpage, imagineworthy.me. And from that webpage, you can stream any of our episodes when they drop. Check out our blog. Pretty soon, we will be opening our workshop up once again for you all to buy some great Imagine Me merch. And finally, we need sponsors. Go on to Imagine Me Worthy and go to that advertisement link and go ahead and fill out that paperwork. We need some sponsors. Another thing, we're doing another giveaway. How you feel about that, Jada? What are you giving away exactly? What should we give away? Tell them all the good stuff. What's your favorite thing in our self-care line that we just launched? Oh, wait, candles? You like the candles the most? I do. Yeah. <laughs> you helped us make those candles. I did. <laughs> <laughs> we also have journals, we have bracelets, bangles. To enter this giveaway, all you need to do is subscribe to the Imagine Me podcast on either platform. Um, I check analytics almost obsessively, like three times a week. Um, review and post your favorite tip from today's episode on either of our social media platforms. And join our mailing list. Go ahead and go on to imaginemeworthy.me and click connect and fill out that paperwork and that makes you an official, official, official Imagine Me fan member. All right. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. One more. Okay. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> we are also getting gearing up to do our Ask Imagine Me episode. So any Imagine Me family member out there listening who's ever wanted to ask us a question and have your question featured on an Imagine Me episode, go ahead and send that question to imagineworthy at gmail. Or you can send us a private message either on Facebook, Insta, or Twitter. Don't do Twitter, y'all. Don't, because I rarely check Twitter because nobody follows us on Twitter. It's really a lonely site. Why would you say Twitter if you don't check Twitter? Because um, Amira makes me have to say all of these. Oh, okay. <laughs> my social media manager. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> she tells me I have to do this every episode. <laughs> That's uh, interesting. Yeah, I know. Hopefully, you know what? If we keep saying it, we might actually get some Twitter followers. Alrighty. So guess what we're talking about today? What are we talking about? Or do I actually have to guess? No, you don't. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about, can kids get burned out? Yes, we can. <laughs> That's actually not a question. <laughs> At least it shouldn't be. <laughs> well, you know what? Some adults out there, when they think of someone being burned out, they automatically picture someone who is like an overworked CEO or just a person who clocks in nine to five, um, maybe an athlete who trains too hard for the Olympics. Um, that, that makes sense because they're adults. Exactly. You know what? When you said that, it's almost as if we forgot what it was like to be a kid. That, that's exactly what that sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what, everyone out there? The truth is that anyone can become overwhelmed at any age, including kids. Have you had experiences of being burned out? Yes, actually. <laughs> Middle school is hard. <laughs> I would agree. That was my least favorite three grades was middle school. Ah, great. (laughs) (laughs) You made me less excited. (laughs) I mean, sure, kids don't have mortgages, they don't have jobs, but they do have a lot of pressures on their own. They have schools, friendships. Homework. Homework, yep. Grades. (laughs) True. And other challenges of growing up, and it can be a lot to deal with. How do you feel about that? Uh, I completely agree. Yeah. I, I, you know how I know this is true? Because within the first 20 minutes that you come home, you usually are asleep. (laughs) (laughs) I look over and you're just knocked out. And that's why I I give you that time to sleep. (laughs) So if you are a parent out there, I have some tips that, you know, might help. These are some things that uh, Don and I have tried to implement and trying to remember what it was like to be a kid and being in school all day and then having to come home and deal with all the home stuff. All right. So how to restore energy. The first thing I want to talk about is emotional fatigue. And emotional fatigue is usually one of the first signs of burnout in children. So the best way to help your son or daughter to manage or recharge when they are feeling drained. I have a few methods. You ready for them, Jada? Yes. Okay. The first method is cut back. All right. I know that don't mean anything because there's no context behind that. I don't know what that means. All right. I got you. I got you. (laughs) It actually means doing less could actually be a part of the solution. For most kids, they can be overscheduled throughout the day, whether, um, you know, if you think about academic and extracurricular activities. So if you have a kiddo like Jada who is in band um, and no, you know what? This is the first year you're not doing like three or four things in a day. Yeah, because I miss all of the tryouts for every sport. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't get told anything. (laughs) You know, what? I think that's the difference to middle school. I don't get I find out like the day of. Yeah. Usually from you. (laughs) Hey, did you know tryouts were today? Yeah, that's how I find out. Well, I mean, you used to have, you used to do Spanish club. You did tech club. That was fun. Yeah. Um, I track. I did. I I think one time I did flute. 
uh, or not flute, um, recorder club. Mm-hmm. But Miss Mary, she left. Yeah. And then this year, um, I know you were thinking about like the chess club and things like that. So that's actually still open. You can go in whenever you want. It's just when Wednesdays and Tuesdays after school. Oh, cool. Last year, you had a lot more on your plate. This year, just a little less, but I think it kind of balances, right? Because mm-hmm. you have a lot more homework. Yeah. When you are trying to help your kiddo manage this, um, just remember to focus that the clubs and the sports are things that your child enjoys, mostly. But you still need to allow plenty of free time in between. Now, with that said, your kiddo joins clubs because they want to, parents. This is not your chance to relive the glory days or put your kid in something (laughs) that you wish you had done growing up or uh, put your kid in places because you have this idea that this will set them up better in life. It is always your kid's choice. What do you feel about that, Jada Bob? That's actually really accurate because I have a lot of friends who are put into random clubs for literally no reason. And I'm like, <laughs> why? Just, just why? Stop. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I, sometimes I don't understand parents either. <laughs> the second thing to help your kid restore energy is to prioritize sleep. Um, I know this may not be a favorite for most kids um, until like they get a little bit older. How do you feel about sleep? sleep? Like when I'm just like, <laughs> up bedtime is at nine o'clock. Uh, yeah, I actually there's sometimes where I'm like, OK, I'm going to bed because there's sometimes where I'm like, I just want to go to bed at six or seven. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I feel that. So the lack of sufficient sleep at a young age can actually affect your child's body weight, their mental health behavior, and cognitive performance. That means how well you do in school or any other things you have to think about. Um, I usually start, like, actually, like, waking up in school around, like, third period. (laughs) (laughs) So period one and two, you're still like, man. Yeah. That's why Miss Miss Shanks says we're the the band teacher. She says we're the best class because we're chill. And that's early in the morning. Yeah, because you all still haven't woken up. We're the second period. Yeah, yeah, still sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> so according to the National Sleep Foundation, nine to twelve hours of sleep each day is recommended for school age children. Um, and those numbers decrease as they get older. So Jada, with you being 12, you are out of the ter- the 12 hour range of sleeping. Huh? <laughs> 12, like 12 hours, that would be half the day. Since you're a 12 year old right now, you no longer need to sleep half the day. Oh, man. <laughs> you have to wake up at 7 a.m. every morning. What time do you feel you get, when you, like what time do you go to bed that you feel you get the best amount of sleep on a school um, day? Uh, well, not 3 a.m., that's for sure. I'm kidding. Well, it's not my intent that you go to bed at 3 a.m., that's you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I say good night <clears throat> at 9. I like to go go to bed at 8 so that I can, like, fall asleep at 9. Oh, that's a good practice. 8.30. That's a really good practice, actually. And some adults could actually adopt that practice is before you get, you know, kind of establish a routine before you would normally want to fall asleep. So whether that is having a 
cup of tea, having your bath, and then, you know, maybe some type of self-care activity, whether it's journaling, meditation, whatever it is, and then let that be your routine because it kind of gets your brain into a state of, oh, I know what this means. We're going to go to bed soon. What's your sleep routine like? Um... Well, as soon as I get into the shower, I get, like, really tired because, like, <laughs> hot equals tired. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then I go I go downstairs, and I immediately go back upstairs because I'm like, nope, I can't do anything. <laughs> I, I don't remember what I'm going to do. <laughs> the tiredness has finally set in. <laughs> so I, <clears throat> I brush my teeth and then get, get into bed, and I'm like... Well, occasionally I wash my face. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then, yeah, that's basically it. But as soon as I get into the bed, I can't fall asleep. Mm. It's weird. So yeah. that's why I like to go to bed at like 8.30 so that, I, so that I eventually fall asleep at like 9 or 9.15 or something. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. The third thing, eat healthy. Now, I know kids can be picky eaters. I have two picky eaters. Uh, Jada, you've kind of grown out of it, but there are times where you're just kind of... The only thing I don't like is spaghetti on the second day. It doesn't make sense. That's when it tastes the best. It's disgusting. (laughs) That's when all the flavors marinate in the sauce. It's so much better the second day. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything else where you're just like... Um, It's like, red flag, no, don't ever put that on my plate. (laughs) Like, mine is lima beans and mushrooms. Nope. Ew. Yeah, right? Disgusting. Uh, olives, those are gross. Really? Uh, no, um, no. I, I don't agree <laughs> with that. Disgusting. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't really know. I don't, I don't like... You know, the weird thing is, I don't, I don't like, um, I don't like chili, but I do like gumbo. It's weird. Well, they are a little bit different. Okay. I know they're both kind of stew-like. Yeah. But, Yeah. Have you had my chili before? Yeah, I have. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll try not to take that personally then. Do you like anybody's chili? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Even if your kiddo is a picky eater, which I've had to navigate this as a parent, particularly with our oldest who refuses to eat anything green, <laughs> we I still made an attempt to make nutritious choices. So for that kiddo that doesn't eat green food, just by virtue of being green, I would up her intake of fresh fruit because she loved to eat peaches and apples. So that is where I went heavy there. With Jada and our middle one, Maya, you two are adventurous eaters. You will at least try something once before you'll rule it out. Yeah. So I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) What are your favorite things to eat? Favorite things to eat? Oh, that's that's hard. Um, I I like your fruit salad. That's good. <laughs> hard. What's your favorite <clears throat> dish that Dad makes? Either brisket or um uh or his fri- fried chicken. Yeah, both of those are definitely my favorites. Yeah. I don't even fried chicken anymore because it's just a sad attempt at trying to recreate your dad's chicken. <laughs> <laughs> You you make so many good meals. It's hard to decide. Uh, I like your seafood boil. What's your favorite thing to cook? Yours. My favorite thing to cook. Mm-hmm. I like. I I really like baking pancakes and cookies. Yeah. This past Father's Day, you did make your dad some pancakes. Mm-hmm. 
when we're thinking about nutritious choices, especially for snacks that they take to school or maybe a snack when they come home from school, complex carbohydrates, nuts, and foods that are rich in calcium are typically really beneficial in fighting stress, which is why, Jada, when you come in, I might offer you like almonds or pretzels. You got into making your own um, quesadillas last year. So those things that that, that little boost of carbs will kind of get them through possibly that homework and, you know, until it's bedtime. It's number four, workout. What? what? Workout, like exercise, physical activity. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that I would want to do would probably like be taking a walk or maybe just running or riding bike. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing any push-ups or anything. Why do yeah. you think I? Why Why do you think I told my counselor to get me out of PE? <laughs> nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Guess who doesn't have PE this whole entire year? Me. Guess who will have PE the next three years? <laughs> me. But guess what? I don't have it this year. That's all that matters. <laughs> all right. I can deal with it next year, but deal with it when it comes, huh? Yeah. All right. So physical activity is a really good way to deal with pressure. You can exercise as a family, whether through a fitness class at the local gym or the neighborhood park, riding bikes or taking a walk together after dinner. I know you enjoy hiking. I do. And swimming. We had a really cool hiking trip last year around this time. We went to Redwood Forest. Oh, yes. I I forgot about that. Yep. Number five is practice self-care. I am almost to the verge of being sick and tired of the word self-care, but there is no other word to define (laughs) self-care yet. So I'm going to keep talking about self-care. Okay. (laughs) So what is your favorite method of self-care, Jada? Favorite? Uh, baking, reading, uh, and... Probably, oh, uh, video gaming mm-hmm. and probably, what's it called? I was, I was going to say something. Oh, sketching. Sketching, yeah. So <laughs> I you sketch in literally all of my notebooks. It's kind of crazy. No, you know, a lot of people like to doodle. Sometimes it helps people pay attention. I think your older sister's that way. Mm-hmm. So I like to like fiddle with things. Some people doodle. So... Jada, you actually brought up a really good point about gaming as being a part of self-care. Self-care does not always have to be the typical go-to for self-care. That whole, oh, have a facial, journal, or exercise. That is not everybody's version of self-care. The important thing about self-care is that you are able to relax, that you are able to be mindful and present in that moment, and that it does not feel like a chore. If it feels like something you just have to get over with just for the sake of saying that you've done self-care, you are not doing self-care. You just have added another thing on your to-do list. That's just sad. It is sad. Like, why? Why would, why would you do something you don't enjoy? Exactly. That's my thought. But you know what? It's, it's kind of hard because remember how I was just saying that I'm almost really tired of hearing the word self-care? Yeah. It's because so many sources are pushing self-care, but they're pushing the same methods. And it is really hard to feel like you're doing self-care if you choose something someone else chose for you. If that oh. makes sense. Yeah. Like, hey, I think you should start doing gratitude journaling because that's what helps me for my self-care. 
that's great, but I'm not you. That sounds kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, I do like journaling, but it's boring to you. Yeah. Yep. Your dad likes to exercise. I don't like to exercise. <laughs> <laughs> so a good thing to help your kid kind of manage this is to talk about relaxation methods or just hobbies or things that they can do to separate themselves from the things that they have to handle every day, like uh, school or, you know, any of their assignments, chores, anything to allow them to do something for themselves and let your kiddo pick it for, for all goodness sake, parents out there, just let the kid pick it, please. <laughs> if your favorite self-care is pottery and your kid don't like being messy, you might not want to drag your kid to your pottery class. That might not be a good thing. Just let them try it. Let them explore. That's part of them establishing who they are as their own people. Another thing that can help kids from um, getting burned out or just uh, help them manage the burnout is how to build and maintain relationships. And that can be with anyone. As long as the kid has some um, really good attachments to different connections in their life, whether it is a teacher, their friends, a sibling, yourself, counseling, whatever that is. So prevent burnout by teaching your child how to create a community and stay engaged. That will help them be more resilient when they know how to motivate themselves and they'll be able to seek support from those they trust. And here are seven things that you should keep in mind. The first one is offer choices. Burnout often involves a sense of losing control. And I remember being a kid and feeling like I never had a choice for anything, that everything was done for me. And I also uh, was not allowed to say no. What? But I know it's a concept you don't understand, right? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> well, you know what? Just our parents and the parents before our grandparents, they come from a very strict generation where respect is the main thing and part of that respect doesn't mean not saying no though exactly we know this now we know this now but back then they didn't know that and so there was be seen i'm so glad not heard the 80s the 80s were such archaic time (laughs) (laughs) it's just sad your cousin's birthday party no 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 get your butt up we're going to your cousin's birthday party we're going to sunday school this morning no but i get up and go but i (laughs) what (laughs) she looks so confused y'all i wish y'all could see her face which kind of gives me a a lot of pleasure right now what do you mean (laughs) how how confused you are by this concept of not having choices (laughs) it just makes me feel that your dad and I have have fulfilled what we wanted to do with raising you and your sisters. I'm so confused. <laughs> so imagine if I didn't want to go to like one of my <clears throat> like one of the people one of the people's one of the I can't talk. <laughs> it, it just baffles you so much, right? Yeah. 
So when you let your child make choices about which homework assignment they're going to do first or which snack do they want to take, which trip. That's why we always ask you when we're going to do a family trip, we sit you and your sisters down and we discuss this. We're not all going to be like, uh, yeah, so I think we're going to go to Ohio for like a Ew, week. why would we do that? <laughs> Maybe Ohio your dad and I want to see something in Ohio, <clears throat> but we're just going to bring y'all with us. Ohio doesn't have anything. It has some things, but maybe not nothing you're interested in. <laughs> what are some things that you don't have choices for? This is what I want you all to hear, oh. parents, because she does not, our kids do not get to make every single choice. And that's where the confusion is. Go ahead. Which choices can you not make? Um, well, I can't do underage drinking. That's, that's a thing. That's a thing, <laughs> but I wasn't thinking about, but that's a good one. <laughs> <clears throat> Neither can I vape. <laughs> That's true, too. <laughs> it's okay. all the safe things. <laughs> I can't stay at home alone. True. Unless someone's, like, coming home, like, really, really soon. True. Um, mm-hmm. I can't open the door by myself, even though, as as much as I want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't press random buttons, which is sad. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I, see this, I, see this gi- I see this tiny machine right here that I just want to, I want to press all these buttons. <laughs> She's looking at the soundboard, y'all. There's lots of buttons and there's red lights. And yes, it is very tempting. (laughs) You're kind of like, oh, what's that when we went to Disneyland? Don't hit the red button. And you're like, this red button? (laughs) Me and JD and just pressing every single button. (laughs) True. You cannot hit random buttons. You just started sitting in the front seat and... I could see it in her eyes, you all, on our, like, five-minute commute to her school in the morning. And she's, like, looking at me and looking at the dash. What's that button do? Don't hit it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So there are limitations to choices, the big ones. But as much as possible, when it's feasible, allow your children to have choices. Just remember what it felt like to be a kid. I think that's why all of us want to grow up so fast. It's, oh gosh, I can't wait to be an adult. No. Um, not everything needs to be filtered through a parent or an adult. Why would someone think that? Like, why, why would you think, I can't wait to be an adult? Adults have taxes and stuff. I know, that's what right? that's what I think about, and I'm like, no. I think about, I think about <laughs> it now. <laughs> it's true. Kids, kids over here be like, I I want to be adult. Uh, adults are like, no, I want to be a kid again. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I would give to just be able to go back to kindergarten and just take naps, just in the middle of the day? We, you mean preschool? Because I could not take a nap in, pre- in kindergarten. I think I was able to do it in kindergarten oh, fair. Like after recess. Well, in kindergarten, they were like, stop sleeping. You're, you're older now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the second thing is to play around. You have to be playful with your children. I'm sorry, you guys. Kids just thrive on play. Curiosity helps them learn. And if your child is eager to please or is concerned about how they measure up to others, a good thing is to suggest games or something, some type of 
fun activity where you yourself remember what it's like being a child, channel that inner child and play around with your kiddo. I feel like in my experience with our children, it fosters a sense of adventure, creativity, imagination. There are times where I know where Jada can be bored and she just invents some of the coolest things (laughs) just because we have, I I think... (laughs) I kind of wear this as a badge of of honor that sometimes I can be kind of childish and goofy as a parent. (laughs) What do you think? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) I don't want to say yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The third one is make art. How do you feel about that one? Do you mean that in a figurative way or like a literal way? Literal. Okay. That makes sense if you're bored. Like, if you have any paper lying around, you can, you don't even need markers. You can just origami it. Or you can just crumble it up and see what you can make out of that. That's fun. Yep. You have plenty of your inventions still laying around. Um, My favorite of yours was your cardboard ceiling fan. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Okay. I wanted a fan so much. My room was so hot. <laughs> or what about your your candy dispenser that you That made? was smart. It was smart. She created a candy dispenser that was <laughs> I made, taped to her wall. <laughs> I so I made Amira and Maya pay for the candy cuz <clears throat> you you and dad have candy for free cuz why not? But Amira and Maya had to pay. Mm-hmm. And basically, they would pay by just giving me a stuffed animal. Just give me a stuffed animal for one day. Oh, is that how you have all those stuffed animals in your room? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that explains a lot. Thank you. So encouraging your child's creativity is a practical practical way to help take their mind off their troubles and build their self-esteem. So like yesterday, after you, you came home for a little bit, you did what? Something special yesterday. I... Carved my pumpkin. Yep, you carved your pumpkin. And what was that like for you? It was very fun. I was so excited. Like, as soon as I put the uh, the the carving thing in, I was like, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> mm, let, let Halloween begin. <laughs> yep. All right. The fourth one is to monitor media consumption. So I am going to preface this really quick with um, how... Each family is different and each family has their own values and the things that are important to them and their families and how they raise their children. Don and I have a very firm rule on our kids not having social media until they are at a certain age. So Jada does not have any social media. My thinking is that she is learning how to manage conflicts in real life and trying to manage that on a social media platform with a lot of people, it's kind of hard when you can't, you don't have the skills to do it quite yet yeah. in person. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I'm still kind of awkward. Awkward. <laughs> it's okay to be awkward. I'm still awkward too. I think I'm gonna be this way forever. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that said, take this. Think about things that are important to your family and what things are important to your children, and you know, kind of. Whatever I say with this, just make it fit for your family is what I'm trying to say. I hope that makes sense, y'all. So, you know, I don't know any kids who are into politics, 
But I do know some homes where, you know, CNN and everything else is on in the background pretty much all day. So, you know, especially like older kids, you might want to take a break from, you know, the the talking heads. The world is can be just a little bit chaotic right now. And kiddos might need a break from that. Yeah. Yeah. You see these adults out here just. Yeah. (laughs) You know, the number one thing I wonder all the time is like. There would all this stuff wouldn't be happening if we just talked it out. Just just talk. Yeah, you're probably right. We could talk, but people have to actually listen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which See? you think would be easy since you're an adult. But... You would think that. Y'all hear this out of the mouth of babes, man. I think this next generation, I think your generation, y'all, y'all might have it. Y'all might be the one to, to correct it. Hopefully. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> Same. Same. I said you don't sound very confident about your gym. No, not really. No. If you saw the stuff I see at school. So, I mean, the basic the basic concept of this is really just to pay attention to what your children are seeing and hearing in the stores, the places they are in, in their own home. And even if your child is exposed to some things that do not align with your values, that does not mean this is something that you don't you, you can just ignore and sweep under the rug. Actually, that is the perfect time to talk about explaining how other people have different values. This is the time where you teach your children to listen to another's perspective and to understand that because we all have different values, because we have different lifestyles and things that are important to us, that that is not going to be the same across the board with everyone they meet. Um, so it is definitely a time, a teachable moment when your kiddo comes home and talks about something that they've been exposed to. Instead of getting, I'm angry, <laughs> take a chill pill and talk to your children. Yeah. Just talk, right? Yeah. You know. <laughs> All right. Because at, at first, like, it's like you're going to feel like really, well, not... I guess I'm talking into the kids' pr- perspective. Mm-hmm. But, like, they're going to feel really, like, frustrated, but then they're going to calm down if you calm down. <laughs> True. Yeah, you're right. You, like, you if you're really... their energy. If you're, like, really calm and, like, if you're just talking, then eventually they'll, you know... Yeah. <clears throat> I agree. All right. The fifth one, prepare for life events. So... Everything cannot be predictable. As much as we would like to plan our fairy tale from start to finish with a happily ever after, that is not always the case. So um, preparing your child for life events, it may be things that, you know, whether it's moving, whether, you know, the, the caregivers are going through a divorce, a possible, you know, death in the family. These are things that you would you can't really I don't have like a playbook on preparing for it but just letting them know normalizing what is it what they're experiencing and allowing space for your kiddos to talk about it something that I did and Jada you were too young to even I don't even know if you were born yet nope you weren't you weren't born during any of dad's deployments but those can be difficult times and during those times one thing that you know I did was maintain 
routines, especially with younger kids. When you're trying to help your kid navigate a major life transition, routines actually help them feel more secure. So let's say if every Friday you go to the farmer's market, every Sunday is, I don't know, pork chop Sunday. <laughs> what about every, remember our Friday family movie night? Mm-hmm. Yeah, every Friday we have movies. You signed the contract. <laughs> Yes, yes, that's a whole nother beast, y'all. <laughs> Jada has created contracts for clubs that she's created in our house, and we have to read them very carefully because there are terms and conditions that are in the fine print. Uh, now you're in the axolotl, the axolotl friends. I don't mind being an axolotl friends club. Yeah, that, that didn't really have a contract. I just asked. <laughs> yeah, I like that club. All right, six, provide a role model. The way that we handle stress as parents will actually influence how our children handle stress. I know the rest of the world is looking to like schools and everybody else to raise their children. The first amount of education your child ever gets, the the life, the schemas that they build about how to navigate life come from home, from the people at home who are raising them. Okay, and so they are watching us all the time. And I noticed this really quickly, and this is why I changed my language about when I gained weight. Oh my goodness, I've gained so much weight. And when I heard my middle daughter say something similar, I was I had to check myself really quick because that is not something I want her to internalize. So kind of remember the words that come out of your mouth. Remember the way that you handle things that are stressful and model the way you would want your child to do this. Everything is not gonna have a positive attitude, but the best way is to at least have a healthy reaction to that. Does that make sense, Jada Bot? Yes, it, yeah. Yeah, so don't drive like me. Okay. You yeah. know, Jada, when I was growing <clears> up, <throat> now this wasn't used in my house, but when I was growing up, I would hear other parents say, do as I say and not as I do. Just what? Genuinely perplexed you guys. I'm, I'm comprehending. <laughs> I can't comprehend. Do as I say and not what I do. <laughs> I'm trying to think. <laughs> You're not going to get it, Jada. You're not? Last one is to talk about emotions. So here's the thing, Jada. Mm-hmm. The like, adults right now, we weren't really taught how to have actual conversations the appropriate way. What? So you know how you mentioned, just talk. Just talk about it. Oh. You know why we can't? Gosh darn it. <laughs> We're kind of learning that now. There are things that have, there, there are things that have come out that are helping us to learn how to communicate better. better. And with that, we are trying to pass that on to the next generation. So that is why we don't really have very good conversations. What? When I'm talking about emotions, let your child know that it's okay to feel angry or sad. It is okay. Don't I tell you that all the time? Yeah. These are real emotions. Sadness, you need to feel it. Anger, you need to feel it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when you spend quality time with your children on a regular basis, it actually makes it easier to have sensitive conversations. How do you feel about that? What does sensitive conversation mean? Conversations that might either make one person feel uncomfortable or a conversation that might be difficult to have. Oh, yeah, I get it now. Mm-hmm. I get it. The like grown up stuff that sometimes you've come home and you've been like, hey, I heard this. 
okay, let's talk about this. Or um, when someone says something really rude and nasty to you. Let's wrap this up. Parents, caretakers, aunties, grandparents, whoever is involved in the life of a child, be alert of the signs of burnout. Some of those things can include insomnia or your kiddo not being able to sleep or stay asleep, them being irritable, withdrawing from activities that they used to used to enjoy. And sometimes you might need the help of a professional. I am a proponent of everybody having a counselor or some type of mental health professional. So with all of this, um, I hope that I have given you some information and kind of proved my case that kids can in fact get burned out and how important it is for us to endorse things that allow our children to have breaks and to build a really good supportive system for when they are feeling low. All right, fam, this is the end. Today's quote is, I stand in the joy I create from within. All right, fam, you are worthy, you are valued, and you are loved. Peace.